Jamie and I with you live from the Provincial Men's Curling Championship. The Zastal tankered at the Nutana Curling Club as the 2 o'clock draw has just wrapped up. And to give you up to date on Pool A, we got a log jam at the top of the standings. McEwen, Laycock, Kaltoff, 2-0 right now after the 2 o'clock draw. And over in Pool B, uh, Cody Hartung just improved to 3-0 as uh, Ryland Kleiter's at 2-1. and And then a few other teams at 1-1 just playing two games of course they'll be playing uh, tonight in that seven o'clock draw going on at the nutana swing on by we are joined now from four-time provincial junior curling champion and it is uh, fourth uh, tanker it is uh, ryland Kleider joining us ryland thanks for your time yeah thanks for having me on sorry sorry we had to do it after the the l you just uh, took against hartung to go to two and one but i was thinking like you did this morning like you, you almost stole another one Absolutely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the comeback kids. Yeah, you just got to keep sticking around and make them throw the last one and put the pressure on, right? So how comfortable is it now? This is your fourth uh, tankard. You're touring a lot more uh, to be at this stage in your career against the stiff competition you're seeing in Saskatchewan. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely advantageous for us to go out and play against some of the other top teams around Canada and experience that and sort of take take our knowledge from them and learn from them to bring it back here and compete against the teams locally. So when you develop and you're coming up, what are you learning about the business side of it uh, on trying to be and, and be a pro? Uh, because for some teams, it's, it's a tough go uh, to be able to travel as far as you have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're very fortunate. We have uh, great sponsors. Um, they've really supported us, and they come come and watch our events as well, and we really appreciate that. So it's been a huge support for us to get us to where we are. Yeah, as we see, uh, more and more curling teams are looking like NASCAR teams with the sponsors, but it's imperative. It's the only way to make it work, right? Absolutely, yeah. With the amount of days you have to have away from work and, and life, you kind of you sacrifice a lot of that time, so it helps when the, the sponsors come in, and we, we promote them as well and give, try to give them as much value you as well uh, what do you think do you have an advantage playing at home here at the nutana or not I, i'd say a little bit for sure the ice the ice isn't the rocks are a little bit different but it's nice to be able to sleep in our own bed and and sort of be familiar with the locker room and the setup here ryan Kleider joining us to skip uh, two and one right now second place in the pool b but this morning took on the defending champion kelly knapp came back with two stole one in ten how big was that because one and two is a lot different than two and one at this stage in the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, we're just we're happy to be in control of our own destiny and just keep getting better a little a little better each game. Uh, and when you look at is the weather imp- impacting the ice? I was talking to to Steve earlier of Curl Sask. He's like, yeah, we're. Seven degrees outside isn't advantageous, but has it trickled onto the surface yet, or what's going on out there? Yeah, we haven't seen too much. The ice has been kept pretty well. I think they're monitoring the temperatures out there and trying to keep it as best as they can. Uh, Ryland, you changed a little bit of your lineup, of course, uh, bringing you Matthew from Ontario. Uh, first off, why the change, and uh, how important has he been with the experience he has had playing against you in junior and winning a world championship, of course? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our other player, that uh, he had to step away just due to, to work commitments and a few other things to kind of get his life going so mm-hmm. so we need we're in search of another player and matt came to mind since i played with him 
at that at that nat- or that world championship and uh, was he's a great fit and a seamless fit for us and he's brought a lot of experience to our team uh, how important are those relationships with the developer like Mike McEwen moves here and different guys are moving there that, with that import rule how important is to meet some people uh, network and go okay we need a player and we can pull from Ontario in this case yeah absolutely once once you're kind of playing around tour a lot the curling world becomes small you play a lot of the same teams the same weekends so yeah what are you learning about like the dream is to wear the Saskatchewan colors down south in Regina this year at the Briar. You are taking on the teams now, or more often taking on teams, the elite teams. What is the difference? What are you learning about the difference between being a pretty good curler and being a great one? Yeah, I think it comes down to the details and just the, the attention to detail in, in that degree and just the the sort of focus that it takes and ice reading and just knowing different situations and how to play momentum as well and all those other things. What, what, okay, we hear this all the time. The the lay curling fan here is tracking the rocks or and they pick the rocks. How detailed is it? Like, is your team coach looking at the other, like, okay, we're on sheet A next time. Are they looking more over there than they are actually at the game that's going on right in front of them? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big part of the coaching and support staff role where they are watching the other sheets and, and seeing what the other teams are throwing and, and sort of scouting, I, I guess, what a, what other a lot of the other professional sports do. It's very similar to that. Yeah, analytics and curling all of a sudden, right? Like even, even breaking down each player. Like do you know already, like, in your next game, okay, I want to leave him an outturn rather than an intern for his last rock. Yeah, absolutely. You, you always kind of got to keep your tabs throughout the year and, and sort of know your opponents as well. So how, how is it? Do you have a database? Like, do you guys have it mapped out? And well, I think you're an accountant, correct? Like, do you, are you a numbers guy, anyways? <laughs> yeah, we got we keep we keep stats a lot, and then we're we're still pretty young, so we're still growing that book. But it's 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 making its way. <laughs> it's amazing to see the de- all sports is with the analytics that have grown, and even uh, with curling. But what are you seeing? This is your fourth tankard. Um, I, I'm seeing a lot of like yourself, younger faces uh, coming through the tankard. What are we seeing in the development of curling in the province right now? Yeah, it's definitely there's definitely a shift. I would say it seems like the the curling curling the sport of curling is becoming younger at the competitive level for sure, and I think that's really exciting. And we we love the younger curlers love a good atmosphere too. So we're loving having people out here and making noise is great. So yeah, they're like five feet away from you. If you, if you want to come into the tent, it's probably the, the closest you'll ever be. Uh, to a high competition like this what is it like to be strategizing and you might even hear the people next to you at saying oh i think i, I think they should do this i think they should run this one back rather than draw <laughs> yeah yeah i we love it honestly as a young team we just love having fans who are interested in the game and and commenting on it i think it's great having so no you're not like shh, shh, quiet quiet it's no. You, you want a more ruckus crowd. You want the Briar experience in a couple of weeks, clearly. Absolutely, yeah. Bring on the noise. <laughs> now, we had Skylar Ackerman on, a young curler who just won her for first provincial title to represent at the Scotties. You've worn Saskatchewan before at the juniors, but how big would your name being on the tankard be for Saskatchewan? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. It's It's been one of our goals since we set out, started curling, and... Yeah, we're just going to keep working hard to get that. As you see your name rise up the rankings, 
um, every step, uh, how close do you feel your team is to getting there, to being, okay, we are maybe the best team in the province? Yeah, I think we're right there, right in the mix right now, and we're just going to keep on learning and working together to get the, each and every win. When was your first rock thrown? I, I need to know this. When did you start? For the for this for, year? No, no, no. Just oh, age. Like, age. when when did you hit the pebbled ice for the first time? I was 11 years old when I hit the ice for the first time. Was it here? It was at the Sutherland, actually. At the Sutherland. Sutherland. Yes, yeah. Uh, what grew your love of curling to become way more of now a pro as you tour a lot more often yeah my dad would be the biggest influence for sure i grew up watching him curling i would i'd be traveling around watching him and sort of that that grew my love for the game right from the start would you, you wouldn't be old enough to be around in 91 93 when he was an alternate for saskatchewan at the briar <laughs> would no, you you weren't no, around no, back then around. but uh d- does he still have the jacket like do you take a peek at it going i'd like to have that clyder name back on that thing again absolutely yeah he still has it in the closet in there so <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, the briar uh, in regina how special is this year knowing saskatchewan is hosting the briar does yeah. it more pressure or not I don't know if it's more pressure, but just more exciting, honestly. To have to be having an opportunity to compete for that is, is pretty special to be in a hometown. New format, not the ABC. Uh, it is two pools like you'd face uh, in the Briar. We had uh, Steve on earlier, from, and he said, that's why we want, want them ready. What do you think of the change to the format? Yeah, I think I think it's good. It also allows uh, more games to be played. Like, for example, if they want to um, combine the women's and the men's eventually and create a bigger event, I think it, there's lots of options with it, and I think it's good. And this this last rock in the warm-ups, what is that like? Do you like that, that it could come down to that, whether you make the playoffs or not, or would you just, like, just put us back on the ice and let us play? I would say I do prefer tiebreakers. It, it, it's not fun being eliminated on that, but we, we practice that throughout the whole year to make sure that we're we're, we're on that and good with that shot. So. Uh, well, of course, uh, how do you shake off this one? Do you just go out tonight or just go home, settle down? and refocus for tomorrow yeah i think we'll grab grab a good meal refresh we played the first three draws so i think we're ready to kick the feet up for a bit and (laughs) get some rest yeah absolutely as uh ryan Clyder two and one right now uh back at it uh tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m draw against jacobson here at the nutana oh well rylan we're we're keeping an eye on you of course you're a junior champion four times so we know eventually i imagine there's going to be a breakthrough maybe it's this year right here at the nutana Absolutely, yep. We'll keep working. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, That's Ryland Kleider. Skip uh, here at the Provincial Men's Curling Championship 2-1 and in Pool B as uh, they have a couple of games left to see if they'll be playing in the playoffs. To represent Saskatchewan, of course, uh, their next uh, live curling coverage will be from the Briar uh, in Regina as uh, we crown the national champion here at home in Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you live from the Natana Curling Club. Still to come, Darren DuPont, uh, who's uh, doing the play-by-play uh, for Curl Sask, and their YouTube channel will swing in. And uh, DuPont's up on his hockey, too, so I have to ask him if my Vancouver Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.
Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. We'll have more from the tankard here in Saskatoon. We are live at the Nutana Curling Club. Of course, tomorrow we will come at you live from TCU Place, downtown Saskatoon, for the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner. Jose Bautista, Jose Barrios, Buck Martinez, Jamie Campbell to entertain uh, tomorrow. And uh, we will uh, be there live uh, during the VIP event leading into the dinner at uh, 630 uh, tomorrow uh, swing on over uh, say hi of course they have the tailgate uh, starting at 4 30 as well tomorrow uh, earlier today jeremy o'day was speaking to reporters of course uh, on sunday uh, it is the negotiating window this allows the rough riders to talk to free agents of other teams and one of the big positions that have a lot of players available is running back you know if you look at it there's you know different reasons for each guy maybe hitting the window whether it's um, well, it's salary, whether it's um, a team looking to make a change uh, at the position. Um, you, you saw William Steinbeck get released uh, a little bit earlier uh, than the window yesterday. Um, and, you know, obviously that Montreal is going to go in a, a different uh, a different route there at running back. So um, I don't know if I'd say it's surprising. I just think it's just one of those uh, one of those positions this year where it seems like there's going to be uh, a group of guys that will that will at least make it to the window. And of course, uh, Dave Naylor reporting the Rough Riders uh, sound interested in William Standback. Uh, the he's he's one of my favorite running backs in the league. A uh, little bit nicked up a little at times, but you saw him in the Grey Cup with that big touchdown run. Uh, he is a talented running back. Of course, they have uh, AJ Ouellette's available. Brady Oliveira is the biggest name available in the Canadian uh, running back. Of course. I would be shocked if he's not back in Winnipeg, but we'll see. One of the big stories so far this offseason has been Mason Fine back as the backup quarterback, and Jeremy O'Day was asked if he feels comfortable with the four quarterbacks they have, Trevor Harris, Mason Fine, Shea Patterson, and Antonio Pipkin. We're you know, excited about Trevor coming back healthy, uh, re-signing Mason and giving him an opportunity to to compete for that at number two, and then also uh, Shea Patterson, who's who's a guy that uh, you know our incoming staff is is excited to work with, and really just needs a, a bigger opportunity. And um, you know we're excited about him as well, and then also Antonio that we re signed back early in free agency, so we feel like feel like we're in decent shape there. Um, so the reality is, if we can we can add another, we we may. Um, but it, there's no guarantee that we will. So it sounds like those are the four uh, for the quarterback spot for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, more coming up here in the green zone, but right now it's time for the one-minute drill. The other news today from the Riders, Sean Bain Jr. has re-signed a two-year deal for the receiver. A breakout year, 93 catches, over 1,000 yards uh, with the Rough Riders. Of course, the CFL negotiating window does open Sunday, 11 a.m. Saskatchewan time. It goes for a week, and then free agency opens 11 a.m. Saskatchewan time on February. That's a Tuesday, February the 13th. The Blades will be honoring Frank Bannum as they retire his number 30. From the rafters of Sastel uh, Center. He starred for the Blades in the 90s, and he still is the single season leader in Blades history with 83 goals in the 95 96 season. And NHL All Star festivities kick off in Toronto. Uh, the draft is going on right now, and the PWHL's three on three showcase is also on tap today.
More coming up from the Nutana, live at the Sastel Tankard on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. We are live from the Nutana Curling Club, the site of the Sastel Tankard, the Men's Provincial Curling Championship, where on Sunday... Uh, the champion will be crowned, and then in a few weeks, they'll be down Highway 11 in Regina representing the province at the Briar. I cannot wait uh, for the Briar in Regina as we continue our coverage uh, from the Sastel Tankard with the uh, play-by-play voice on RealCast uh, Media, DuPont Media, Darren DuPont. He does everything. Uh, he does podcasts. He does Canada West football with our CFL analyst, Justin Dunk. He does curling. He does it all. Uh, Darren, C- Curling for- is new. Yeah. Curling is new. <laughs> You're doing a heck of a job. But though. it's fun. Yeah, curling is fun. See, uh, the late, great Warren Woods talked about curling, doing curling broadcasting on the radio. Now, some of our listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. Others will not because on radio... You had to do the twelve o'clock right. rings. You had to say the yellow rock or McEwen's rock is in the top of the twelve at twelve o'clock or six o'clock, and that all would that make other this stuff. difficult because oh, I'm yeah. sitting here thinking curling's pretty easy. Like you got to know the game, yes. but a lot of the time you sit and drink coffee and watch, yes. right? And then you you know narrate here and there, but you don't have to talk through the whole shot. But on radio, you would. Yeah, Woods well, used to do radio, and he was like, okay, you had to set it up. It was uh, it was twelve foot six o'clock. That means it's at the back, uh, behind the T line, and all that other stuff. But uh, of course, Real Cast Media does a bang up job as he did in Tisdale. Have they been doing? As a lot of people watch on oh. YouTube, but you, you look at this field. I know Mike McEwen; uh, he's the favorite. Isn't that but cool? Look out in Pool Number A. We got three teams right now at the top of Pool A: McEwen, Laycock, and Kaltoff. 2-0. and oh. Only two of those teams is making the playoffs. I know. It's going to be really a lot of fun. And, you know, you look at with the 16 pools, we're talking about if you get to two losses, you might get into a tie break. You might not. In the women's side, we saw Robin Silvernagel, the defending champ with two losses. When they sorted out the tiebreaker, she didn't even get into a tiebreaker game. She lost because of head-to-head matchups. Mm-hmm. So you got to win, and it is fun. Like having Mike McEwen out here, and he's playing with a great team, obviously with Colton Flash and the the Marsh brothers who went to the the Briar and did so well getting to the playoff. And what was that, 2022? Yeah. So that's fun. Laycock's back uh, with all the wins he's had. Uh, you look at Kelly Knapp. You know, the defending champ, he's playing really well. I think his first loss to Ron Clyder, it's his first loss since November. He's been playing so well all year. He had just six yeah. losses all year coming in. And, and then Clyder, who you had on the show, uh, one of the you know bright young teams in the province too. So um, And the names you mentioned, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a fun field. It's a great field. Uh, noticing a little bit more younger field than we've uh, seen over the years, which is a great indication. Like Ryland Clyder, who was on, he's uh, doing, doing a lot more tour events. And that is important for this province. Uh, Jim Wilson, we were just uh, chalk- talking with. He, 1980, he was on the team the last time Saskatchewan won the Briar, and uh, you, you need more of these teams on tour. You do. Uh, to do it. Yeah, you do. And obviously Mike's on tour, and whether he's you know a Manitoba guy or you, mm-hmm. you have a you know, relationship to him from his time in Ontario, winning the you know, playdowns there and representing Ontario, or now in Saskatchewan. He's three of the four from here, right, with the front end. So 
Um, yeah, we have a lot of really good teams. And um, not that, you know, we want to put anything on Mike, but if he doesn't win, because he's, you know, in the top ten of the CTRS rankings, he may get a wild card. And the wild card teams, I think we're told, at least on the women's side, they're going to represent the province yes. as, and not be called wild card one or well, wild card two. There's over, there's, so there's already two teams qualified for the Briar who aren't provincial champions, and they will be known as Alberta and Manitoba. That is Botcher and Dunstone. They don't have to even curl in their province right. to make it. They've already been qualified. Then they'll have provincial. So Mike McEwen, if he doesn't win, he needs Reed Carruthers to win Manitoba, and he needs Cooey to win Alberta. Both because, doable. Both doable. Uh, then if they, they win... Mike's safe, but he won't know that in, on Sunday, so yeah. he needs to win. And uh, it's only rely on it. And that's only if he doesn't win here, that yeah. there's a chance to have two Saskatchewan reps in Regina. But, uh, Ryland's not close enough, but he's up there. He's, he's top up 12 in the country, uh, so uh, he's been curling well, as it's going to be a great Friday. Well, tonight, a couple of big games tonight, and then Friday, Saturday, and then into the championship on Sunday. Uh, but You've been watching it up close since you arrived here in Saskatoon. All these red jackets around. The volunteers cool. drive Saskatchewan major events, and it's great to see the organizers. They've done a great job here at the Nutana. Fantastic. And, you know, they try and get these events into the arenas to simulate the Briars mm-hmm. and the Scotties. And, you know, sometimes, whether it's scheduling conflicts, you couldn't get into those smaller centers. But the Nutana stepped up, and you look around, and it has an arena feel. You yes, know, it, it has that same feel, and the volunteers are doing a great job. And it's, you know, the, the patch, if you want to call it upstairs, is bumping. And, <laughs> the, you know, the seating outside, like they're courtside seats, basically. You're almost sitting on the oh, ice. It's I cool. Say, I was saying to Ryland, what's it like to, when you call a timeout and you can actually hear the fan in the front row go, I think he should hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're worried about with our broadcast location. We have to put a plexiglass because the players can hear our voices on the other side of the ice if it gets quiet. Well, that's why we're in here, because they didn't want to hear me bragging <laughs> about Elias Lindholm uh, being the newest member of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Darren DuPont uh, with his play-by-play uh, on the Sastel Tankard and on YouTube as he was uh, for the women's. Uh, but, of course, uh, you do it all. What do you think? Should I start planning my uh, Stanley Cup celebration party as a member of the Vancouver Canucks? Well, you should, you shouldn't just because that would just, you know, be a hex on the whole thing. But... <laughs> Man, has it been fun to watch! And it started last year. Like it, it's, it feels like the Rick Tockett effect, right? Like yep. the culture has changed, the way they play the game has changed, and just the way we look at the organization has changed. Like we look at Vancouver as a winning organization now, an organization that plays the right way and consistent. Not really streaky. Edmonton been streaky, and yeah, they're playing the best, maybe the best team in the National Hockey League right now. Um, I don't think anybody would argue with that. But they've been streaky throughout the year. Vancouver really hasn't been streaky, consistently playing well. They started the year with what was it? An eight-one or eight-two win against the Edmonton Oilers. That felt good, by the way, with all the Oilers fans around the uh, around the company. But uh, but then I was like, okay, they'll go to Edmonton the next yeah. game and lose. Oh, they won that one too, and they haven't stopped. And now they pick up Elias Lindholm. So it's going to be interesting to see. But man, this spring is going to be pumping in the country: Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver. I can't wait for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they all have a real shot at winning the Stanley Cup or getting to the, the Stanley Cup. They're all good enough, yeah. you know, if they can get there. Uh, and, I mean, Toronto's the lone team in the East, but the West is going to be fun. And, like, I don't know that there's much that separates Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Vancouver right now. So it's it's as fun as it's as it's been in my memory. Yeah. Uh, and who, do you have any affiliation? Yeah. Are can you... I say Toronto? 
Because that would be my affiliation growing up. I'm a Leaf fan. How did you become a Leaf fan? Hockey Night in Canada. It's what you watch. And actually, one of my one of my best friends was a Leaf fan. Kind of got me onto it early, you know, growing up. But you watch it. You 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 know you you get into. And I've watched a pretty good era of Leaf hockey in my era. So like late yeah. '90s, early 2000s. You know when Pat Quinn came in, and they had Ty a lot Domi, of veterans, and, of- and they went to a couple conference finals, right? And, and when a team gets that far and breaks your heart, right, you're kind of hooked forever. You would know with the yeah. Canucks '94 yeah. in 2011. And, and the more they Memories. break your heart, the more hooked you are. You say you're done, but you can't. <laughs> I've never said I'm done. I've, I'm a Raider guy. I've never said I'm done. Canuck guy never said I'm done, even though, man, it's hard never watching a championship. Uh, other than, of course, uh, being a Saskatchewan, a Saskatchewanian and celebrating in 89-07 uh, and 2013, which was epic. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think this team's turning around the green and white as we shift over to the Riders? You know what? I do. I think there's a lot of you know, good karma around the team. When you look at the coach, it starts there with Corey Mace, right? Um, I haven't had the chance to meet him personally, but from people who've worked with him that I've talked to and spent time with him, like I've never heard people talk so highly about somebody. You hear, you know, people say great character guy, this guy's a winner, this guy's this and that, but I've never seen the resounding glowing recommendations about him as a person. The fact that players want to play for him, I would just caution, you know, rider fans to say, look, it's probably going to be, I don't expect it to be zero to 100 in year one. It's going to be better, I would hope, I would imagine. But I would say probably year two is when you should be really excited. Someone asked me today, if this season started today, how many wins do the riders get? And I said, like right now, before free agency? Yeah, seven. They went, oh, I thought you'd be higher than that. I'm like, let's go through free agency. Let's get this team to. Yeah. And the one thing I liked about Corey Mace in his he was asked straight up, what is the timeline? And he said, I'd be lying to you if I gave you one. It, we've seen teams win. Look at the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. Boom. They're great cup champions. But we've seen other teams take a year or two. We'll look at the Riders running into 2013. They had a bad season in 2011. 2012, they grew. Then they won the championship in 2013. Yeah, I like the honesty of him not going, we want to win now. He said, yeah, of course we want to win now, Everybody but I'm not going to win guarantee now. anything to you. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants to win now. Um, but you're right. you got to see what happens in free agency and how many players make their way over, who wants to come be a part of this and play for Corey Mace and, you know, who they bring back. Getting Bain back is, mm-hmm. is a great place to start. Looks like, you know, Trevor Harris is getting healthy or is healthy and ready to go. That will help, too. Um, so there's a lot of little things happening, but, yeah, see what happens in free agency. Yeah, well, free agency is going to be interesting uh, with the uh, running backs available some big names there they got sean bain jr back of course uh but if he can pull in some toronto argonauts that would help big time uh, especially for that defense there's still holes in that defense they haven't re-signed larry dean they haven't re-signed micah tights they haven't re-signed micah johnson i'll be interested to see on the defensive side of things darren that'll be big and and obviously the you know the offensive line too is another thing that we you know Mm -hmm. need to make sure we take care of uh but, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens on defense. Uh, uh, overall, though, I know you're going you're to have a busy week, uh, and it's going to be a fun week. Uh, the Real Cast Media on YouTube. Darren DuPont uh, is there doing the play-by-play. A great team, great production staff working behind the scenes. I Trust me, I watch the Manitoba. I watch Alberta. I watch this guy. I watch it all. Saskatchewan does the best job 
on their YouTube channel of covering the provincial curling. Well, there's, thanks. There's no doubt. That, that means a lot, and I'll pass that along to Kerry and, and the rest of the team. Um, and I, you know, I thought we were doing a nice thing with the draws at nine, two, and and seven. We take about you know half your show off, so at least you know people that are watching the curling can flip over for the last half of the show. What do you mean? I'm watching the curling while I'm on the air. So good. Uh, uh, but uh, I have to have it on mute. I'll see you'd be bleeding through. Of I course. see. Uh, but uh, have a good draw tonight, uh, Darren. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, Darren Dupont. Play by play right now, Real Cast Media on YouTube for Curl Sask YouTube channel to follow along the tankard all the way till Sunday and the championship. And then we'll be hanging out at the patch in Regina for the Briar in a couple of weeks. Coming up next, Champs and Chumps right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on. You're smashing. You tried your best, and you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. You're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ and one chump. I'm not chumping anybody today. I'm not chumping anybody today because this champ needs the full story. The champ is what happened on a Southwest flight from Baltimore to Phoenix this morning. There is a woman on the Southwest flight from Baltimore to Phoenix that had a mid-flight medical emergency. The doctor and nurse attending to her couldn't find a strong pulse. Her blood pressure was extremely low, required oxygen. It was scary. Then a man at the aisle popped up and and asked, is it her blood sugar? Any chance it's her blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit. So, handed it over, used the test kit. Eventually, her heart rate stabilized. Paramedics met the flight as soon as we landed. No fanfare, nothing for this hero who just, I have a diabetic kit, let's see if that's that. That person on that flight is Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the world. Likely saved this woman's life on the flight and nobody really knew who it was, but no fanfare, nothing. Um, to the medical professionals, of course, uh, everybody on board, uh, Mark Andrews uh, saved somebody. That is how you can become a champ, and that is our champ here on the Green Zone. Also, I, I do want to uh, have a shout-out. I didn't catch their name, unfortunately, uh, but there was a gentleman uh, seated over to uh, my left uh, during the uh, 2 o'clock draw, 99 years old, checking out the curling. Uh, how long has he been coming to the Natana uh, watching the curling? Uh, as uh, there, there's, a, there's a champ, and he was joking around and all that other stuff. Uh, Curling fans help drive the province. Also, I'm going to have more champs. The volunteers here at the Nutana, you see them in the red jackets. That is what makes Saskatchewan go and hosting such great major events. They'll be there at the Briar, of course, uh, volunteering and helping out to make all these major events uh, go and the organizers a champ job here at the Nutana. And thanks for having the Green Zone as it's time for the one-minute drill. The latest in sports is this. Let's get you caught up on the Sastel Tanker, the Provincial Men's Curling Championship, as the 7 p.m. draw will be get going in just over an hour. In Pool A, McEwen, Laycock, Keltoff, 2-0, three-way tie atop the standings. And uh, tonight's 7 o'clock draw uh, features uh, two of those uh, teams, Laycock against Keltoff. Uh, Mike McEwen's also 2-0. Uh, he's on the ice tonight as well. In Pool B, 
Cody Hartung leads the way at 3-0 and with a win over Ryland Kleider, who's in second at 2-1. and The All-Star festivities underway in Toronto with the All-Star draft to pick the teams that will play on Saturday. Of course, tomorrow's the skills competition, the women's uh, showcase event, the 3-on-3 PWHL uh, goes tonight in Toronto as well. The Rough Riders re-signed Sean Bain Jr., two-year contract over 1,000 yards in his first year with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And the Blades are set to retire all-time franchise point leader Frank Bannum's number 39. That'll happen on Saturday, March the 9th, as he still is the all-time leader in points for the franchise and his 83 goals in 95-96, still a franchise single-season record. That's it for us, live from the Nutana will be live from the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner tomorrow starting at 2 on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.